Hi, I'm Pastor Jason from Yokine Baptist Church, and this is a sermon recorded at one of our Sunday morning services. Thanks for joining us today. We hope you're encouraged by this message and that it draws you closer to God. Enjoy. Hello, church community, faithful believers. Thank you for joining us online and allowing me to come into your home this morning. We are surely being drawn together in a different way in unprecedented times. My name is Charles. I'm the pastoral assistant at Jokan Baptist Church. What an inspiring, hyperbolistic, mega dynamite resurrection power message we heard here last Sunday. A hard act to follow, but I'll try my best. What I'll share with you today will dovetail with all that was preached last week by our senior pastor, Jason Hemsley. Come with me on a journey this morning where I will explore our own lives at the foot of the cross and to seek a better understanding of that old, rugged, wretched cross. I want to give credit for the outline of this message to the late Bob Gass, who is the author of a daily devotional called The Word for Today, published by Vision Media Australia. Isn't it interesting that in the Bible, Jesus doesn't ask us to remember his birth or his resurrection. Although we know we should. But he tells us to remember his death at the Last Supper when he says, do this in remembrance of me. The Apostle Paul writes in Galatians 6.14, But God forbid that I should glory save in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom the world is crucified unto me, and I unto the world. The cross is an instrument of death. So why glory in it? Because of what took place there. When Jesus said, it is finished, all your sins and my sins, from the cradle to the grave, were paid for. So the cross is the first and last word when it comes to salvation. There is no plan B for salvation. The only road that goes to heaven goes through Calvary. You cannot bypass the cross or go around it if you want to be saved. Let me read Hebrews chapter 9, verse 22. Indeed, under the law, almost everything is purified with blood. And without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sins. The Bible says, without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sins. As you and I look at the cross today, we'll see the curse of sin 
the cost of sin and the cure for sin. And as I look at the cross, I remind myself, he did it for me. In 1 Corinthians 1.23, Paul writes, For Jews request a sign, and Greeks seek wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified. There's no Jewish way to be saved. There's no Gentile way to be saved. There is only one way to be saved. That's the way of the cross. Christ offers both the wisdom and the power to be saved. There was a time in his early ministry when Billy Graham preached to a great crowd in Dallas, Texas. There was very little response. But as he was leaving the platform, an old man came up to him and said, Billy, your message was good, but you didn't preach the cross. Billy went out to his room, wept, and resolved. There will never be a sermon that I preach unless the cross is central. All that Billy did after his history, as we all know, what a great evangelist he was. I rather like the hymn writer Robert Lowry, because some of his hymns, hymns, hymns are, are really, really, really fascinating, wonderful. And this is what he writes in one of his hymns. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious is the flow that makes me white as snow. No other font I know. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. God dying on the cross for our sins sounds like foolishness to some. Their philosophy is, if I cannot understand it, I won't accept it. That's where they get it wrong. They want to understand a mystery. This kind of mystery. But salvation doesn't come. But salvation comes through faith alone. So that even in tiny children whom lack understanding can also have it. Simple childlike faith is the finished work of Jesus on the cross. That's all that is required. At the cross, God did all that was necessary to save you and me. All we have to do is trust in Christ and receive the gift of eternal life. The death and resurrection of Jesus, I say, is intensely personal. We hope you're enjoying our sermon recording. Don't worry, it's not over just yet. I'm just here to quickly let you know that we need your help. 
As you know, the COVID-19 pandemic has changed everything, including how we run our church. Unfortunately, it hasn't had an effect on our running costs. We're happy to continue building our community together through whatever online means we have, but we still need your offering to cover all of our ongoing costs. To make a once-off or recurring donation to us, visit ybc.church give. Or if you'd prefer to transfer something to us directly, fill out the contact form on our webpage and ask for more information. So consider this the portion of our church service where we would hand around that offering bag. Just visit ybc.church give. Thank you, and I hope you enjoyed the rest of our sermon. Peter deserted and denied Jesus three times. James, his half-brother, sought to take Jesus into custody, calling him insane. Paul, the persecutor, turned into the preacher. A sworn enemy that he was turned into a humble servant of Jesus. How can this be? Why is this so? Paul had a word for it. It is grace. Yes, grace. Listen carefully. Stay with me for a moment. character of the gospel is what Jesus has done on the cross for you and me is undeserving and he offers it freely to you and me by grace yes by grace Romans 3 24 says this for all, I, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And all are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. Yeah. For all have sinned and have fallen short of the glory of God and are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. We will never understand the message of the cross or receive the benefit of salvation that came from the cross until we first kneel at the cross and receive Jesus as our personal saviour. Allow me to repeat this again. We will never understand the message of the cross or receive the benefit of salvation that came from the cross until we kneel at the cross and receive Jesus as our Lord and Savior. Sin is the rogue cancer cell within us, but the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus turned the tide in favor of God's created order. The cross must become a vital part of our daily life.
Why? Because we have three relentless enemies we must overcome each and every day. Sin, Satan, self. How do we overcome it? How do we overcome them? By living a crucified life. Paul gives us a lead and writes in Galatians 20.20. I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Now you're probably thinking, it's too difficult to live a Christian life. No, it's not difficult. It's impossible. The only way is to let the power and the person of Christ live through us. That is why Paul wrote in Galatians 6.14, as I read earlier, but God forbid that I should glory, save in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom the world is crucified unto me, and I unto the world. Each day I remind myself, Jesus died for me. When I was baptized, I died with him. When I die to me, he lives in me. When he lives in me, I can live for him. That's the secret of a victorious Christian life. This morning, I want to encourage you and tell you that death has a use by date. Because Jesus died and was raised again on this very cross for our sins. For now in this world, we live in decay, death, destruction. But the cross and the resurrection has put all of this on notice. When Jesus took our sins upon the cross, something profoundly and permanently happened. The radiating Son of God who deals with debt on the cross, conquers debt, removes the debt cell of disobedience, setting us free from the bondage of sin. The cross was to renew the whole of creation and to wipe away every tear. Let us pray. Father, I praise you. And I thank you for all your goodness and all of your grace. I pray somehow through this message this morning that the truth who Jesus is will shine forth 
and his light will be blinding bright to all who know him and to all who don't yet know him. And Lord, teach us to understand and to know what Jesus did on the cross for us. May the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be with you and your families during this period. Thanks for joining us today. A special thanks to those that have donated to us online, enabling us to continue our ministry to the local community and beyond. It's because of you that our ministry is possible. Click the link in the description or visit yokinebaptist.church to find out other ways you can support us. If you enjoyed listening to this message, be sure to subscribe and share it with your friends. Thanks again for listening. God bless you.